Good morning and welcome back to another Grow the Bench Weekly Short. We so appreciate you tuning in and listening to our podcast version of the blog. And this morning, we have Phil Harwood here to talk to you about business valuation. Hello, Leslie. Good morning. Good morning. Well, what what I want to talk about this morning um, is, you know, what what people... Um, how to approach this idea of what's my business worth? Because every business owner has this on their mind. And in my experience, a lot of them overvalue their businesses um, in their own mind and for good reason, because they've poured themselves into their businesses. You know, they've invested all of their time and resources and a lot of most of their wealth is tied up in their business. And so they have this 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 instinctual feeling about what their business should be worth. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times that doesn't line up with reality. And that becomes a real problem when it's time to transition the business or sell the business ultimately. Um, and there are lots of other times that valuation pops up. So like, you know, sometimes if there's a partnership agreement that's being negotiated or renegotiated, or updated, or if someone's applying for a loan or something like that, uh, valuation needs to be done. That's this big shocker, you know, because people think their business is worth X and it's really worth Y, um, and, mm-hmm. and and there's a big disparity, and it causes it causes some some you know some grief, um, and so it's really important for business owners to understand what how businesses are valued and what they can do to change that valuation over time. So I have to ask a quick question. It sounds like this is something you may need to be thinking about before you're ready to sell your business. Yeah, for sure. Because you need time to change the valuation, mm-hmm. if, you can, if you can do so. I would really encourage people to read the, the, this week's blog because we're only going to be able to just skim on a couple points here on this blog or on this podcast. But the blog post is is actually quite um, detailed, and and longer than most of our blog our blog posts, honestly. But it would only take you a couple of minutes to read it. But I would really encourage people to actually read the the entire post. Yeah, I I mean that's easy. Go grow to the bench. Yes. And and read the blog. <laughs> but let's talk about the things that you can the nuggets you can pull out for today that might really get people on the right road yeah um so um i think the the first thing that i in regard to that um where do you go where do you go to find out how to value a bit how do you so the first thing the most obvious thing you could do is hire us an expert that values businesses okay um and there are lots of them out there you know law firms um CPA firms, you know, they have certified valuation folks on staff. There's a whole bunch of different certifications out there. I mentioned a bunch of them in the blog. And these are people that have invested a lot of money and time in becoming an expert in business valuations. Um, and full disclosure, I'm not one of them. I don't have any of these certifications. I aspire to have one someday, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I just haven't made that investment yet. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm going to law school. I can only do so much. So eat back off, Leslie. <laughs> I know you've got you've got a lot going on. But it, but I, it would be cool to get one of these certifications someday. Um, with that being said, you know that's only one option is hiring a certified you know business valuation expert. Um, there are lots of people probably in your network that have had valuations done that could kind of walk you through the process or show you the report. It looks a lot like a market report that you might have got from a realtor if you have ever sold a house mm-hmm. where you're like comparing your house to other homes on your in your neighborhood or on your street that have sold within the last 12 months and they're they're kind of doing the comp thing like well your house has three bedrooms that one had four bedrooms um, you know um, you have a two-car garage and they have a one-car garage so so they're making these little adjustments back and forth there's mm-hmm. some of that going on um, but really, they're, they're they're really starting with assets like hard assets, fixed assets, you know, equipment we own, real estate that might be va- part of the valuation. Um, sometimes the real estate's included in the business valuation. Sometimes it isn't. Um, oh. But even things like office furniture, like okay, well, those are assets, and if you're going to sell all your assets when you sell your business or value the business, we need a total value of all those assets. So, so that's a that's one of the pieces. So again, just kind of going back to the process. Somebody who has gone through this process before, who's in your network, maybe someone you met at a, a association meeting, or is in your peer group, or just you know someone you've known over the years, maybe even a friendly competitor, who's gone through this process, they can educate you. And certainly, you know, advisors like me and other consultants have knowledge in these areas and we can advise as well. And all those different um, voices can really inform a business owner about how to approach this. And then there's just lots of good you know, books and resources that are written out there. But I mean, if you're a business owner, this is a very, very important thing to really figure out. And I would really encourage people to you know, grab whatever resources they can get their hands on and to, to really understand what's happening here with valuation. Yeah, I think it, I can only look at it from the perspective of a homeowner, but understanding what I value is not always what other people value. And add into that, there's just a, a precise business value for equipment, for the condition it's in. Um, I was kind of surprised that to hear that sometimes the property isn't part of the value of your business. And yeah, because well, in the, because the real estate could be in a separate um, entity, mm-hmm. separate legal entity, and so people might say, "Well, I'm going to sell the business, but I really want to retain the real estate." And because whoever's going to buy the business is just going to take all my stuff and incorporate it into their shop down the road, they're not going to want my real estate. I understand. And I'll hold the real estate, and I can lease it, and that's that's a good thing for me. I want to retain the real estate, but then you know, other people would say, "No, it's the whole thing." Like, I want someone to buy the whole the kit and caboodle, including the the shop and the garage and the whole thing, because it all is one piece. It all works together. Yeah, sounds sounds complicated to me. Well, you mentioned something, Leslie, about you know um, that that business valuation can be kind of um, fixed or or cut and dry. Um, those weren't your words, but um, I want to talk about that a little bit because there is a 
a, a big element of unknown when it comes to business valuation. Understood. And it really has to do with the type of buyer, how motivated the buyer is. Because if you have a, a what we call a strategic buyer, uh, that's a whole different scenario than if you have a discount buyer. Because the strategic buyer is going to see opportunity. They're going to be really motivated about the future potential of what they're acquiring. And they're going to be willing to pay a lot more than a discount buyer who's just looking for a deal. They're motivi- motivated by getting the lowest price. They're not going to be willing to pay more. They're, they're, they're willing to pay less. <laughs> they want a deal. <laughs> I mean, somebody that's looking like that, the, the guy that's looking for, for a deal, may have X amount of dollars and they're just looking. It, like They're not motivated to make that purchase in a, a thoughtful, futuristic kind of a way. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, if you look at just, you know, in our industry, you look at a business, you say, well, you know, I need employees. So if I, if I acquire this, you know, eight-person firm and I roll it up into my 85-person firm, I just added a couple really good managers, a couple good crew leaders, all the equipment, and that's really all I want. Like, that's not a strategic buyer <laughs> yeah. because they're not valuing. There's no other added value that's really going to, you know, generate a premium price to sell that business. Um, so it might be. It might still be a good way to get out. Um, it's better than not selling your business if you're trying to sell, but but that's that's not a strategic buyer. So as a seller, you may be seeking a buyer that sees a future in your business. Yeah, for sure. Or that your business adds something really important to uh, to the equation. So, for example, let's say um, you know the green industry, since we're in the landscape snow industry here with our podcast. Um, let's say a company was, was trying to get into lawn fertilization, you know, lawn care. Mm-hmm. And they weren't doing that pr- currently. They are outsourcing it. Mm-hmm. And they said, we're either going to start up our own operation, make that investment, or we're going to acquire somebody. That's a strategic acquisition now because now we're, now we're bringing that piece that we're really, that's a strategic initiative to add that piece in. Well, now that if we can add the right company to our portfolio, that's a strategic acquisition. That's going to add way more value to our business versus, you know, just adding a couple crews and some trucks and a couple crew leaders. Gotcha. Well, you know, Phil, this is a very thoughtful topic. Um, Mm -hmm. So appreciate the depth of the blog. We're going to direct people once again to growthebench.com. Good point, because we could um, talk all day on this. We could, because this this is a lot. Um, really encourage people to read the detail in the blog, but to also look at trying to get yourself into a position where you understand the value of your business and what that means for your future. Yeah, and reach out to me, please, if you have any questions. I'd be more than happy to direct you or, or even help you with this. Sounds great. You can contact Phil at phil at girlthebench.com via email. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Again, we appreciate you your being a part of our listening audience, and we hope you have a great week. Thanks, Phil.